You know, John, we have a document in this country. It's called the Constitution. And in that document, it expressly provides my services for all citizens, even criminals. What's not in that document is vigilante cop justice, even for cold-blooded murderers. Yeah, yes. let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's we, fucking we, do it. We always uh, have these soft starts. We, this is this is Heat Seeking Panther. I'm Miles. This I'm is Dave. Dave. This is our guest, Jake Robinson. Hello. Oh, yeah. And today we're talking about a little movie called Vengeance, A Love Story. Wow. Um, Jake, thank you, and I'm sorry for being on this I'm particular so mad at you. episode. I will, never, I will never forgive you for who, making me watch this movie. Who chose, did you choose this for Jake? No, I mean, kind of. I gave him like two or three options of like really, of ones that I knew were going to be really bad and yeah. that we were not going to have like anybody asking to be on the episode, <laughs> thinking, as it usually is, that at least the movie would be like so Fun. bad it's good yeah. and we could like laugh about it and like have a... I mean, it's called it's called Vengeance, a love story. It's got him looking dour on the front with a gun. So you think you kind of know what you're getting, but you're not. <laughs> you don't get anything. You, We've what? seen this kind of like uh, poster before, and usually it's a movie like Rage or um, or you know, seeking vengeance. Yeah, seeking vengeance, or yeah. like one of these movies where. Surprisingly, this is probably the third or fourth movie where he's like played a vigilante that we've had to watch. Yeah. So we kind of thought we like knew what we were getting and into. And he's a cop often. Right. And it, or what was the one he, the Paul Schrader one he did? Dying of the Light? Yeah. Dying like of he the was light. basically playing like a vigilante cop in that one too. Yeah. It's been, I, also, IMDb says this is the sixth time he's played a character named John or I guess, <laughs> I guess Bad Lieutenant as well. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 But, he, but yeah, we thought that we, we knew. I thought I knew, although what, what I've been discovering as we get into this period of his career is that, um, you know, all of these like kind of direct to DV v- movies that seem uh, d- all the same on the outside are, they, they all have their own like degrees of weirdness and things that make them notable, at least in passing. Like none of, the, it's the only one that was like good enough to like, for me to recommend it to anybody um, was um, the trust. The trust. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, they, they've it's all been pretty bad. But they're all weirder than you would think, which is what keeps us coming back. <laughs> you, you know. But but like uh, contrary to the parody of Nicolas Cage, like the thing that usually makes them weird or interesting isn't his performance because right. he, he's often sleepwalking. Which he appears to be doing this time too. He's so checked. He's so checked out. Like he, but like he's the producer of this movie, though. I know. So like he, this is the movie that you would think like this is his passion project. This is the movie he wanted to do. Yeah. But he, he just like he just completely does not care. Doesn't want to be there. Like doesn't even really shoot scenes with other characters. I mean, he was, and he was attached to direct too for right. a while before he eventually like just just uh rolled over into only producing but you're right it's like this was his like this he like put his like blood sweat and money like yeah. into this movie and we know how broke he is <laughs> <laughs> and this was the movie he yeah, wanted it, to make with his money it's really surprising that like that that he it seems to be that invested behind the scenes also got his brother and his son involved. Oh, in it. Oh, I, yeah. man, I was going to hit you with that <laughs> reveal. Cause I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you did that part of the research, but we were, I, yeah, we were watching the credits and it was just like, ah, 
another a cage did the soundtrack. I, I was so happy about that. I didn't even l- see that, but yeah. during those during the scenes with the bad guys, I was like, "What is this music?" We <laughs> so, so J- Jake and I were watching it like at the same time virtually, like we we were like streaming while like watching it together, and like in the chat, like literally any time that music would play, <laughs> like one of us would like write, "Like what the hell is this soundtrack? Like what is going on with this music?" I know. I was like, "Who is making this kind of music?" in 2017 <laughs> like what what is this and lo and behold it is our boy weston coming through with three tracks from his solo album it's fake music trying to sound like real music it's, did you look at the album cover no oh, no oh it's so dope pull it up <laughs> it's it's weston cage's face um i think it's called west cage is the album name oh, and it, it's his face uh with and half of it is like a robot. Because um, of course, why wouldn't oh, nice. it be? It, it looks really oh. fucking badass. <laughs> Tell me why, matriarch of misery. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the... There was That's the cover. This is... This <laughs> this album covers from 1999. It feels like wow. It's seriously. This is, this is not 2017. Yeah, it's a time capsule for something. Oh my gosh. One of the one of the songs on the soundtrack is called Vampire Sentiment, which is so good. <laughs> is 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 West Cage friends with Chet Hanks? Oh, oh probably. Be, they they I, should be right. They they they'd be friends. Right? I feel they, like they have a similar vibe. Chet's on like a on a higher level of like. Uh, I I think Weston's kind of on his own path. <laughs> like Chet feels like a little bit more. Uh, tuned into the zeitgeist even from like the side like weston is truly out there on his own um and god bless him for it um he seems to be doing better by the way he seems from his uh you should uh jake if if you're ever you should do a a bit of a dive into weston's musical i'm I'm career yeah i'm I'm obsessed immediately just (laughs) looking at photos of this guy yeah weston rules um we're big supporters of him and um i i he has two lovely children and a beautiful wife god bless him that's my (laughs) that's my stance yeah he's he's just he's he's making a living being weston cage yeah that's not easy it I it seems difficult at times, but I think he's figuring it out. Yeah, so th- that was dope. Wait, you said uh, his brother's involved too. Chris yeah. Christopher's involved. No, no, his and Christopher's brother. It's a it's the third. Mark Coppola is his name. It's the third oh. brother. Oh, uh, he was. The, I don't know anything about him. No, no, there's not much on him, honestly, except just the fact that he is a famous Coppola. That like all of the stuff about him online is just basically he's a Coppola. These are the other people he's related right. to. Um, he has a family, but he's a regular guy, I think. I don't know why he's in this movie, to be honest. Oh, wait, he acts in it? Yeah, he's the doctor. Doctor Collins was his credit. I don't know the oh. name. I don't even remember that character. <laughs> what, the <laughs> Me either. Doctor. And that's that's a problem because I just watched this last night. Me too. Um, I watched it this morning. <laughs> Like I'm trying to grasp his straws and remember any details about this movie. I mean, like he's what? he was probably the doctor in the hospital, right, right where she, she gets taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't I, remember. I can't remember what he looks like, any of his lines, what he even did in the movie. Okay. I'm drawing a blank. He, so he's the invisible cage. Yeah. He's, he, anyway, he's the he, he's the third Coppola brother. Maybe, maybe someday we'll get like a three amigos style. <laughs> oh uh, like, my god! All, all three yes. Coppola brothers and Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, and, yeah. that's the most exciting idea I've heard all week. 
Make this happen. If Jason Schwartzman involved, then uh, Three Musketeers and, Roman, and Roman Schwartzman can be D'Artagnan. There you go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Rome, yeah, Roman directs. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Um, Sophia is, she wouldn't be involved. She's no, too classy. She's, she, <laughs> <laughs> she's too busy making loss in translation too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, let's, uh, so Vengeance, a love story. Let, let's do a little bit of background. Um, this is based on a novella by Joyce Carol Oates, originally entitled Rape, A Love Story. I'm really glad they changed the yeah, name. I wonder, wonder if yeah. they have not changed that title. <laughs> they, <laughs> Just cage on the front of a gun. <laughs> Rape, A Love Story. <laughs> yeah, it hits different. Um, have any of you guys read Joyce Carol Oates before? I've not. Uh, no. I also have not. She's... Uh, I guess pretty well regarded yeah, and I, I, it's just one of those names. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I was just about to say the same thing. I recognize the name, but I can't for the life of me tell you one thing she's ever written. She's written like 30 books or something. I'm sure. Is like, it like a Danielle Steele situation where she's just constantly <laughs> pumping out content, but like no one reads it. I, I think it's like, uh, it's, it's not like Danielle Steele. It's like, um, like Barbara King solver, maybe oh, okay. something yeah. like that. Um, but I, I've never read any of those women, so I'm really just grasping at straws here. She seems to have a, a strong output and is critically well regarded. And this book um, is was well received. Like I read reviews of it talking about how like you know uh, beautiful her prose is and uh, how complex the characters are, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So I can only assume that uh, the she had no involvement in the movie yeah. and um, it bears little resemblance to the, <laughs> the source material. I mean, it's like, well, Jake, what were you saying? They read, they read the outline. It's just that the whole script yeah. is just an outline and there's nothing... There's, there's nothing beyond just what happened, like the events of the movie. That's there's true. nothing else yes. Yes, there's that no, happens or anything else you can say about anything. It, yeah, it, there's no depth to it. No. That's the, and that is a big problem if you're dealing with uh, brutal sexual assault in your story. Like you gotta, that's, I, I'm not a person who says that, you know, you shouldn't, that, that there are things like that that should be off limits for art to deal with. But uh, you, you gotta really—you have to know what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's a really—I mean, it's just sex. Period is a hard thing to get right in movies and uh, sexual assault that doesn't feel cheap or like just a, a tool for. It's like what's the the wife in the refrigerator, the woman in the refrigerator trope. The basically like just a tool for some male protagonist to like give him a story. Like, right. It's hard to not do that. It, I mean, I've never made a movie, but 99% of movies that do it seem to get it wrong. So, it, it, Well, Dave, you should try making that yeah, movie. Yeah, okay, that'll be my it. next project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rape a love story reimagined. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Heat-seeking Panther Presents. <laughs> Give it its original title again. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, my version's going to go there. <laughs> I think I'm the man who can do it right. <laughs> I mean, and that's just a thing to, is like, you know, clearly none of us have read the source material and, but like, I just have to assume that having some women in more prominent roles in the making of this might have led them to making a better movie. Yeah, I don't know it if was it would It was written and directed by men. By, so. yeah. yeah. Produced by men. Yeah, produced by men. Men involved at seemingly every creative level besides just acting. So like, I, I don't, Yeah. And put and cage and cage on the front of the poster and none of the women as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't exactly. that weird? Like it makes it seem like it's his story, even though yeah. that's clearly not the case. 
but it's also not not the case because it's kind of nobody's story. <laughs> Because it, it's, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I guess it's about him, but he doesn't, like, we don't get enough info from the beginning to have any sort of arc. Like, the only, like, into his character having any sort of change. We don't know why he does the things he does or, like, what he, I guess he was in the Gulf War or, but, like. Yeah, it's like he's, he's a widower. He's a, he's a right, widower. Yeah, That's why he that turns that into That really a comes back. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, let's talk about the plot. We could probably sum it up in a couple sentences. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if somebody's brave enough to try. I'm, there's a there's a woman, and uh, she's she meets Nicolas Cage in a bar briefly, um, and she's she comes on to him really strongly um, in a, the, a way that I was just like, this happens in bad movies that he's in now where he's like, I mean, he just <laughs> looks so schlubby in this movie. <laughs> and And she comes in like, just do I, I don't know. She it's like a beer commercial. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like it's like Coyote Ugly or something. Yeah, she's yeah. like dancing with him like up against the bar just in and some like, old man and bar, like calling his name to like come buy her a drink. She and, and he's like not he's not responding. He at literally all. He does not say, say a anything. Word. He <laughs> says nothing, and she just talks at him. He's for catatonic. Like five minutes, but she she like <laughs> flirts for him to herself, like, <laughs> and then she's like, "You're sweet," and kisses him on the cheek, and he's. Like, like oh I'm a widower and that's that's it she oh and she, she thinks he's a hero because he's in the newspapers because he's a cop he's the hero cop of Niagara right. Falls she says he's a good listener I think as well yes yeah. <laughs> yeah well he doesn't no, say anything yeah. so no. he better be listening <laughs> yeah <laughs> unconfirmed but he <laughs> wait did you guys know that Niagara Falls is a hotbed of crime is this true no I had I no like the idea. first info that it drops on <laughs> us <laughs> that it's like I think it says it's the most dangerous place <laughs> in New York and I was like that's definitely not true all by the same cop murdering people yeah. <laughs> just this one cop murdering every person at the that's same why. spot yeah <laughs> that's why the NFPD are just slaughtering people <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they meet briefly and then, uh, he disappears for, uh, from the plot for, for like 20 minutes. Yeah. He doesn't come back. <laughs> and, um, like I said, we get no info about who he is or why sh- we should care about him. <laughs> um, wait, wait, this- you missed out the, the, whatever that car chase and the scene was at the very beginning oh, where like yeah. a whole minivan just gets run like crashes right. into a tree yeah whatever that like that opening scene was they're, it oh, looked like they're yeah, doing like meth busts or something yeah it's like cage and his partner and then there's yeah there's like an insane his partner dies right. as well he gets shot oh, yeah. yeah like i forgot all of that right stuff. his but, partner dies but that's it they don't tell you they, they don't give you any backstory back they just show you and his they just show you like a five minute intro cold open of him and his partner, yeah, like busting up some kind of meth house or like drug operation, and then there's, there's it's just something with like an old man in a bathrobe looking yeah. sketchy. Okay, I'm turn the pond is just like I'm, uh, I'm gonna get married next oh, week. Yeah. I asked him to marry me. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, you just know he's gonna die when, when, dude, whenever he says that. You know what it fully is? It's um, every it, war movie trope. Well, yeah. Well, you remember the McBain uh, part in The Simpsons where he's like at the bar at the diner with his partner, and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna ask her to marry her, and he. 
here's like a picture of like the, the, my boat and like blah 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 and he's like uh, he's like I'm finally getting off the force he's like good for you Scully or whatever and then he just gets gunned down like it's it's just that it's I but yeah, to the degree that I forgot that it happened completely well, I know because it comes out the gate so strong like the first scene like f- like no less than three cars get destroyed like <laughs> like two guys and his partner get shot and it's just like chaos. I wrote and in then, my notes, um, bouncy yeah. van because the van just keeps, it just seems to keep jumping up and down as it's crashing. God, that was like the most expensive stunt in the whole movie. Probably. And I completely forgot about it. Yeah. That's the climax of the movie at the very beginning. It starts. <laughs> hey, I want to know backwards. about, yeah, I want to know the story leading up to that. I just want that story instead. Right. Honestly, dude, get, don't put it out there. Cause they, they're going to give us like an Eddie King style, like prequel to the movie oh right? God. where he just like, he plays the same character again. Chris Coppola, are you character. listening? Oh, God. <laughs> it's time for your swing at it. And maybe give your third brother a bigger part in the prequel too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he can star right um yeah so that was fun i'm glad that you remembered that this is my girl that was the most fun part of the whole yeah. movie yeah <laughs> the only, i was like miles i think he also just says like we're less than five minutes into this yeah it was like it happened <laughs> like, immediately oh, and i was yeah, kind yeah. of on board yeah yeah and until the 20 minute scene of her like tr- pick trying to pick him up in the bar where it just started dragging well, i remember during that scene too thinking like oh, this is kind of competently directed. Like that sequence right. was, which makes sense now because uh, what's his face? What's the director's name? Johnny Martin. He was a stunt guy. He was a stunt guy for like, that's how he knows. He's known Nick Cage for like 20 years. Because he was like the stunt yeah, coordinator. On Gone in on... 60 Seconds oh. and probably a bunch of others. And um, yeah, but he like worked on like Titanic and like a bunch. He's like a really big stunt guy, but he's directed I don't know, four or five movies that I've never heard of. That's so interesting because we, Jake, this is a common thing with Cage in this latter part of his career is he works almost exclusively with first time directors. Yeah. And a lot of those directors are like We're former stuntmen. stuntmen. Yeah. For some reason. I, I don't know why. I mean, it makes me think he's just like on set, just like talking to these guys. Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, like, I, it makes you, me like him a lot. Yeah. To be honest, if he's yeah. just like one. Yeah. And that makes sense why he's produced it as well because it's like he just wants to like you know help his friend make a movie yeah i guess is why well, i just wish it wasn't this movie yeah but <laughs> well, yeah i guess like, but i guess it's like a happy man it's like it's like adam Sandler, i guess like only working with like friends and people close to him i guess yeah. it's just like it's something kind of endearing about that but yeah like I said, well, why this movie right. <laughs> like he's, give him yeah. some guidance <laughs> so the thing is it's like <clears throat> it, it's nice to i i really have come to love the fact that cage work like takes chances on a lot of first-time directors uh, and like give, I mean, he essentially gives them his star power. Um, well, he doesn't give them, he charges a lot, for it. <laughs> um, but he, but he's down for it. And uh, cause I think that gets uh, painted in the perception of him as like desperation for all of his unpaid debts and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, he could do that differently if that was the case. Like he just, he just likes to work. And yeah. like the last thing we watched with him, like, he was Arsenal. He was just there for like a day. Right. And I was thinking that watching this too, because he's not in it that much. I was like, he was probably there for like, what? Three days, four days, like at the the max. And like, it, it makes sense. Like it doesn't, that doesn't excuse the movie being (laughs) shitty or his performance for being bad, but it's like, I, I get it kind of. Well, cause if using that kind of like work ethic, you can knock out, 
I mean, how many movies a year could you do if you're only on set for a week or less on each movie? Yeah, you know I mean, what that's I mean? why he's got like eight, eight credits he made, a like, year. He made, yeah, I think he made like six or seven movies that year. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Right. Um, yeah, and so, but but again, it's super weird because this because he wanted to direct this. So like, <laughs> what came up? Because and then he, he he said to Johnny Martin, he's like, oh, I can't do it. Like, do you want to do it? Basically, or can, will you do it? And Johnny Martin, I listened to a little interview with him because I couldn't find anything Me either about was, this. Yeah, but I found a, a weird little podcast interview with Johnny Martin where he touched on this, and he doesn't really have anything interesting to say about it. Um, except he, for the record, he doesn't like rape. He's against it. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, he didn't want to do this movie. Yeah, I gather that from this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then he decided that he came up with a way, he, he, he came up with a way that he felt he could do it um, tastefully or with depth or something. He didn't use those words, but essentially he was like, yeah, like we, we figured it out. I and don't think they figured they it didn't, out. They definitely <laughs> no. did not. <clears throat> Spoiler. God, we should have put like a trigger warning yeah, or something on this. I was thinking about that. Yeah. We, we actually don't, even though we talk about some like gnarly shit in these about that like happens in these movies. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get super graphic because and the, I mean, the movie doesn't get it gets it gets graphic enough, but like we don't need to like get into details of it. But suffice to say, no, it is a, that holds the, it's a, it is a it, huge bummer. Yeah. It's like, it, it is. Yeah, it succeeds. Like, it succeeds in making it like not. Oh God! I know it doesn't succeed in any way. It's it, it sucks. That is like the hardest scene I've had to sit through. I think for this podcast, yeah. Only because like not only is the subject matter like some of the most gruesome s- stuff you could actually like make a movie about, but also the way they did it. Yep. It's just they they rub your face. I in mean, it. it's just crazy. This scene goes on for so long, and also like the little girl screaming the whole time. Yeah, her daughter yes. screaming the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I this just is bad. I just couldn't handle it. Right. Like yeah. just, just sustained anguish is just like it's well. Yeah. I mean, that's the and it should be upsetting. It should be uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, that, but it also yeah. But you're right. It also kind of revels in it a little bit as well. That's the problem. I mean, that's where he really fucks up and fails Johnny Martin because this movie to my mind this movie doesn't quite know what it is or doesn't know what it's trying to do with this material like and like you said he it's just a sequence of stuff kind of happening and it seems seems like Johnny Martin thinks that he can just sort of just show the stuff happening and that's enough because yeah, presented in like a sort of TV melodrama, yeah, of the it week feels like kind a lifetime. Thing. That's why, movie. yeah, like that's the it's, thing. It feels like a just a straight to TV, just like right. Lord so Lord it's, episode it, or something. So it just like yeah. doesn't feel the weight of the all the seriousness of the subject matter. So it's just yeah. I was yeah. thinking it's like sixty percent lifetime movie and like. 40% like death wish or I spit on your grave or yeah. like miss 45. Like it's like, you know, there, there is like straw dogs, you know, these movies that are, are exploitation movies, like rape revenge movies. Is right. what and it's like a simple nasty formula where you show some, you know, sexual assault happening to characters in a really prurient way. And then you sort of excuse it by having those same characters or someone close to them go and kill a bunch of people also in a pretty prurient way. And like that is its own genre and it's, it's nasty, grimy trench coat shit, which like, um, you know, I've spent a lot of my life watching really fucked up movies. I can, I can watch that kind of stuff and enjoy it for what it is. But like you, again, you have to know what you're doing. 
if is that that's not what this movie is trying to do like this movie is trying to have it seems like it's taking from a source material that was intentionally skewering and like d- rejecting that and saying that no like this is not a f- you know this this is not for your entertainment this is what's fucked up about it and that there's like communal shit around it you know just like really getting into the reality of it so but i feel like maybe johnny martin's only cinematic touchstones for this kind of material is that kind of shit right like lowbrow exploitation shit but also like it's like it's like how it comes back to the marketing as well because it is like entirely from a male perspective when it should be from like from the female perspective yeah and and that's how these movies work too is like you it revels in the like just the you you're supposed to like have your face rubbed in it so then you can be like yeah yeah kill kill those guys and it doesn't get either part of that like it rubs your face in in this bad fucked up thing this incident but then the way that it does the vigilante justice is also just like what are you doing <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's, it's not even like the 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 whole vigilante plot turn halfway through isn't satisfying it's so it's so bloodless it doesn't pay off it's there's there's nothing and again like it's he like, just like he runs around in a black trench coat and just like shoots these guys but like but those scenes like not to like not to just like <laughs> I don't want to come off sounding like a big advocate for a movie like I Spit on Your Grave because I think that shit is is trashy and in bad taste. Like you give just do at least do the formula right. Like and <laughs> like show like if we're going to do Death Wish, then like let's have the kills be badass, Right. But he literally just kind of shows up. and He's like they're they're you know, the bad guys are acting super, super evil. And he's just like. Yeah, goodbye or whatever. Just, yeah, right. shoot, just shoots him or pushes them off of Niagara Falls. Yeah, that shit was yeah. crazy. He just which apparently the you could just drive your car up straight to up the to edge the of? edge yeah. of Niagara Falls. Nobody around. There's oh. a lot of Niagara Falls. They had that location, I think. For us. <laughs> it's like we got to use this location for all its yeah. work. Yeah. You can't shoot in Niagara yeah. Falls and not use the falls. Dave, speaking of Death Wish, did you make it through all of them? Yes, okay. not the new one. I didn't watch oh, okay. the Eli Roth one because I don't like him. But okay. um, yeah. Yes, big fan of the that really, really uh, socially irresponsible series. <laughs> <laughs> I like how too by the end, like Charles Bronson was like seventy years old. I know, I know. Like... It's the Death Wish Five is so bad, <laughs> but it's fun because you go through. Like the first one is kind of like this is. I'd rather talk about these movies than this movie. I the, <laughs> the first one people say is like a good movie, and I, I don't know if that's true. Although it does have um, Jeff Goldblum as uh, oh. one of the bad guy rapists <laughs> who, except in that movie. Charles Bronson's wife gets assaulted by Jeff Goldblum and some other hoods. And then he just kind of goes crazy and just shoots a bunch of other people. Like it's not really direct revenge, which is kind of smart because it's like, right. Cause it's kind of being like, this is an actual revenge. This is just a weird white guy going crazy. Yeah. Like, and the rest of the movies don't really take him to task for that in any way, but he, he's just a psycho. But eight, it, like the second one is in LA. It's got awesome, cool LA punks. It feels like you have to take a shower after watching it. Mm. It's it's really dirty. The third one, he shoots dudes with a like old fucking one of those machine guns with like a that you feed like a belt into <laughs> and like in a rocket launcher to save like an apartment complex full of cute old stereotypes. And uh, and the fourth one is like he's back in LA and it's like a drug thing. It's super eighties and disco and it fucking rules. So uh, <laughs> yeah, watch any of the death wish movies rather than watch this movie. 
they're they're really bad reactionary like republican movies at heart but they're really fun cool so death wish podcast yeah yeah i mean what else is there to say i just covered it (laughs) we just roll right into it But yeah, like if you're gonna make Death Wish, make Death Wish. But also, don't make Death Wish. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we don't did, need we did like We don't all. need yeah. more of these movies. Also, there's nothing else to say unless like, you're gonna be really smart about it. Like people didn't like them in the seventies either when Death Wish was a thing. Yes. Yeah. They it, it's it's bad. And they really didn't like him when Gaspar Noe did Irreversible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I I feel like the. Uh, the, the story's kind of been told unless you're going to But it's really... also saying nothing. There's nothing this yeah. movie says about... It's, there's right. no commentary. Well, it's like... it's Because well, I was like, is this about the law system failing? Because there's a bunch of courtroom shit. Yeah, and it becomes a courtroom drama. With Yo, Don Johnson? We haven't even talked yeah, about my man Don Johnson yet. <laughs> I, I, we love to see <laughs> he, him. Like I was saying, like, he's the only person that gives a performance in the movie. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Seems like he's having a, a good time, too. Yeah. Like honestly, I wish the. I mean, he was a he's a sleazy, sleazy asshole, evil guy. But I would watch a movie about that lawyer character played by yeah. John Johnson. Yeah, he was more than I would. They should do a fucking spinoff about him, sure. like like give, a Better Call Saul situation. Yeah, give him a TV show. <laughs> like just 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 show how he got to be such an asshole. Easily the most interesting character. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, like it becomes a courtroom drama for like a for like a period in the middle yeah. of it well it, and it's also a family drama it keeps like cutting back from like lane to lane it keeps like switching lanes it's right. like there's the death wish lane there's the lifetime family drama lane with like her daughter and the mom, and the mom. yeah and then there's the courtroom drama lane that's funny. it feels like they left nothing out of the book and yet everything out of the book yes right. yes <laughs> where, left- it's like, where it's like it's all of these characters it's all it's very like episodic showing all of these different characters but also then giving them editing out anything that's interesting about any character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like just, just very surface. It's level. like adapting a book is easy. We'll just take all the scenes that are, that are necessary to tell the story and then cut out some ones that add any sort of flavor or like character or anything. Right. Like, like each character, you only know enough of, you only know as much about each character as is necessary for them to like be a plot device in the scene to like propel the movie forward. It inclu- you know, including or not, or it's just a detail that doesn't matter. It's like, it's like he's a widower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I guess. Okay. That's depth. See, yeah. yeah, see, yeah. We, we know his backstory. We know his backstory. He's, yeah. He's, he's a widower. Yeah. But that's, but that's what you mean, Dave, when you said it's like a lifetime movie is that's the kind of shit they do in a lifetime movie. Yeah. They, they have a character and they have like one tragic thing about their past that you're supposed to assume defines like why they're so sad all the time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Stoically lo- sits in bars alone and doesn't say anything. Right. And but the sh- shallowness extends to um, the main character, to Tina McGuire. The like, you know, right. And, and that's like the biggest. Fa- and it's not. I mean, that actress is trying. She's trying really hard. She's not given good material. And it's just not working. Like she, she gets really hysterical as the script calls for her to do. But it just like I, I don't want to just place the blame on her. But the whole thing just doesn't <laughs> fucking work. And that sucks. No, it yeah. sucks to watch. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, her the actress playing her daughter is pretty good. She I does thought. the main character. If any yeah. character is the main character, yeah, she it's, is. It's the that daughter. actress yeah. is, is in uh, Annabelle Creation. Um, oh, really? Which oh, there is, you go. Uh, pretty 
decent horror movie. And, the uh, original cast was supposed to be right. um, Abigail Breslin was supposed yeah. to play that character, and Samuel L. Jackson was going to be Cage's role before Cage signed on. I want to see Wait, that, but that version. Abigail Breslin, though, that's like she'd be too old by that no, point. This was in uh, 2009. This was going to oh, happen. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Been, oh, oh, okay. It's been in development for that long. Yeah, because this came out in 2017, so, yeah. right? Yeah, 2017. And so I think, yeah, it was like. 10 years before that when they started when they started developing yeah it. they like scouted locations and stuff but for whatever reason it fell through and uh but for like, whatever reason until they got the until <laughs> yeah. till they, till they for, got that niagara falls location it's like it's yeah. back on <laughs> no <laughs> making I, this movie i do wonder if it was just like you know somebody just came to their senses and were, were like maybe this is something that we can't adapt to <laughs> into a movie and have it retain the depth that it's supposed to have. And Cage was like, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll direct it. I mean, he's only directed one movie that also dealt with pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, have you uh, seen Sonny, Jake? With the, the James Franco movie? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've not seen it's, that. It's, it's worth watching, I think. But, um, yeah, it's not good. No, but, but it's like Cage directs Franco as though he's like directing a younger him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> So it's, like James Franco's doing his best cage impression. Oh my basically. god, dude. Franco <laughs> lays it on thick in this movie. <laughs> There's some fun stuff in there. I mean the the best part is Cage's character who is <laughs> fucking insane. One of his least talked about, but like Is this is this why it's like like just Cage directing himself so he could so he can finally make every weird decision he's always wanted yeah. to make and then yeah. only has to answer to himself. Yep. Yeah, literally like every single decision he makes is like <laughs> Uh, over the top and it it's really fun i've had I a wish story it, yeah if, if everybody else in that movie were at the same level that he would be it would be maybe the best cult <laughs> movie of all time but i've had a story about cage like if he when being directed he will he will not listen to the director unless the director gets him excited about a choice that he wants to make yeah <laughs> so he will just completely go on his own thing and just like not listen and just do whatever that unless the director like finds a way to like ease his way or ease their way around <laughs> It is. It is. It does kind of have to be his show a little bit. But um, in this, he clearly had no. There was no decision that made him excited about yeah. anything. No. So, so no. instead of making a weird choice, just decided to do literally nothing. The, the fact that he did <laughs> just no- just look and stare into space, stare into the into the void of Niagara Falls, yeah. whilst an eagle. The fact uh, that he did no Hulk press for by. it really speaks for how like not engaged he was because yeah. i don't think we've ever watched a movie that i couldn't find some interview with him. yeah at about. least there was like a press junket interview yeah. online somewhere yeah it's weird well it's like i mean it's like you were saying it looks like he almost wasn't even on set with anyone else yeah like unless he's in frame unless there's like a medium shot where he's like in frame with someone i don't trust that he was even ever in the same room with like another actor yeah, you know you they just like shot around him. I, yeah. I mean and you yeah. can tell because especially the the one place you can really really tell for sure is in the courtroom yeah yeah because like they'll just you know they'll show her on the stand or like they'll show the judge talking and then it just cuts like to a like a close-up of cage where you basically can't like he's framed like from the shoulders up so you can't even see like what's in the background really he's just kind of yeah. there. And then he well, just looks, he's just re- reacting, doing doing, doing shifty eyes, just yeah. doing a bunch of just weird eye movements that like that's, that's like they just like they just rolled for a long time and just asked him to do a bunch of things like all right, we'll figure out which which we're gonna use out of this. <laughs> yeah, he's just they're just like okay, sad, happy, right, suspicious. <laughs> then like after the verdict, there's that shot of just him 
doing a private pile face in full metal jacket. And it's just like a long, <laughs> slow move-in on his face. Why? Why is that he, shot in he, there? Because he's radicalized. He knows he's going yeah. to oh, be right. a vigilante at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. time. He went, full, he went full Batman at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, it, this, he, this is just a, another Batman origin story. Yeah. <laughs> like he is just going around shooting the bad guys. <laughs> The, the fourth lane, I guess, maybe this is part of the courtroom drama or whatever, but it's that the the men who committed the assault, there's like four of them, I think, and they're all brothers, I guess, even though none of them look the same. And um, <laughs> they have, uh, you know, so there's this stuff between them and their mom and dad who hire Don Johnson as their attorney. And, uh, you know, there's a sense that is not fleshed out nearly enough that the trial is really going their way. Like that the, the cards are stacked against, um, T I didn't write this actress's name down, but, uh, Tina. And, and it doesn't make any sense because, you know, she's showing up in court like hysterical, but like bruised up and beat like the, she, she clearly, <laughs> clearly bad shit happened to her. At, and, the the four men seem to have a community behind them who are like really, you know, they've got their back and like how dare this woman, this slut, like accuse them. But the the way that all of these actors act is like literally someone was just like, okay, you're an evil rapist, go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're, who are these people's friends? They're so uh, they're just blasting Weston Cage and being like. Like what's the my the scene that really drove it home to me was the one in the bar when the guy was like watching the fight. Oh yeah, you, you know, and he's just like he's just uh, he's like yeah, make him bloody, yeah, kill him, and then just to some random guy, he's like he's like you're gonna fucking lose the bet, man. Like I don't I don't know. It's just like they're they're just clearly rapists. They're just they, it seems like they walk around all day. Oh, and then he says he's like I, he's like I'm going to get you just like I got Tina, you know, he yeah. just names her. It's just like these guys are not careful. They're and they're just clearly evil. Like what so I mean what where's the tension well, here? Well, yeah. what, who is their community? It's like everyone is simultaneously overacting and underacting. They <laughs> they are like all do, it's like they were like we're going to oh Nicolas Cage, I can do that. And, <laughs> and Nicolas, like, that maybe Nicolas Cage was like I don't want them to overact and try and compete with me, so I'm just going to do nothing. Right. And maybe that will make them also do nothing. He's like he's like dang, you guys are really chewing yeah, the you, scenery here. Yeah. Like tone it down. <laughs> you guys chill, <laughs> please. <laughs> Getting told no one to wants chill to, yeah. by Nick Cage. He's like, he's he's like it's a little, little bit much. <laughs> I didn't believe it. Yeah. So I, I and that stuff. It's like both. It, it's it's just infuriating because it's not working and it's so stupid and just nasty. It's not fun to even the the overacting is fun, but it's not fun to watch characters just be shitty. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, like there's nothing there. There's that doesn't sustain your interest. Just, they're not scenes though. Like, what do they do? Like, <laughs> they're just like they get a tattoo. They, they just have an energy. It's just an energy, and then yeah. there's nothing else. I can't remember a single thing. Right. <laughs> that they, I, I'm well. The 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 literally desperately trying to remember what they did exactly. Well, they sexually assault a woman. Other than that, and then they there's a few scenes with them like in meeting with Don Johnson, never any scenes at home or any sort of window into like I, it was halfway through the movie before I realized they were all supposed to be related. It was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but the, but that woman kept being like my boys, they can't take my boys. 
And also that they they had a sister too who pops up every now and then to like bully the little girl and just like, okay. And then we get to see them like in once in like a tattoo shop, no, twice in the tattoo shop, both of which times like somebody is just getting called away by cage to go get murked. But I did really like the scene where the one brother is getting the tattoo of the pie. Do you remember this? Yeah. And yeah. he's, I feel like that actor was just, just riffing or something because he t- he's, he's like he tells this long story about he's like I want a I want a tattoo of a slice of pie and it's got to have the little squiggly lines coming off of it so, it so you can tell that it's hot and it's a birthday pie because once my our mama gave us birthday pie instead of cake do you remember the birthday pie and just go and he just goes on forever and I thought that was going to come into play but he was no. just like, he was just going off. But Jake, it's like what you said. So many of the details in this movie are just A, unnecessary, and B, there's no callback to them ever. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Nothing, it's just like. Nothing, there is nothing, no details that are important to anything. Yes. But not, yes. Nothing is important to anything. Uh, except when Don Johnson gets on a motorcycle. Yeah, that was cool. That's the. <laughs> So it's when Don Johnson teaches us the lesson of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what does he say? At the, the monologue at the end where he's like, there's nothing in the Constitution. That <laughs> about vigilante about. cops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what is, what is the point? What I, is hope, the I point? hope you won, I hope you get arrested and then you will ask for my services. <laughs> yeah. And then Cage says something like, I hope you won't need mine or something. It just... But but then the very last scene, the mom and the little girl are moving to California and like they see Nick Cage before they go through a fence. And he's he's like, oh, where are you going? She's like, oh, we're moving to California. It's like, there'll be a lot more sunshine out there. And that was just like, good God. And that then, whole scene also threw a fence. That face is very obstructed. Yes. And it just sucks. And the girl was like, she's like, I love you to him. <laughs> like, what? If I'm going to believe that, then she's just traumatized. Like, that girl is, I Does mean, she she's clearly like a- fucked up forever. But they tr- they're trying to paint it like she, because there's this whole thing about her having to be the adult, basically, and take care of her mom. But just she you just don't it doesn't make any sense with anybody who's ever been who's actually familiar with trauma or with like children or with <laughs> women or any, any anything well and the thing is is like they if they had gotten somebody that had been through this or a similar yes. life situation like the truth that they could have brought to yes. this incredibly like difficult subject matter I don't know that it would have redeemed the film, but it would have made it a could, better movie. It's kind of framed by sort of like now, now, now they're all dead. Like, like yeah. we can be at peace and and can heal though. Like, it's sort of like thank you, man, for 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 saving us. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I don't like it. Does in the book is it really just? Apparently, the novel is an attack on misogyny, according to the. But like, I'm like, this movie is about a male savior. Yeah. But at the end, it's like. <laughs> she's like thank you like i love you and he's like no like you're the real hero <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking about yeah like do they know that he killed those people right. that's the thing I, like, it was, okay it's completely it? unclear like whether they even knew that he killed those people or not yeah i don't know they they and well that's what i was wondering is like does the daughter know 
Right. It seems like Don Johnson knows. Yeah, Don Johnson. Did, well, he gives a whole <laughs> monologue about it. Does anybody else know? Like, you can't like, just, you we can't just kill four people like that. Well, something I guess we learned, we've caught. learned from this movie as well is that everyone is always, like, anything that happens when other characters are off screen, they just kind of know everything that's happening. <laughs> Cage is completely stalking. Um, uh, the woman throughout throughout the movie, wherever she is, he just he's just always present. Yeah, isn't and then vice versa. That is super weird. It does seem that there there really isn't any like sense that <laughs> that there are people who know things that other people don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, have the right term like, for it. But yeah, yeah, it was in the movie. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, well, saw, yeah. we saw it in the previous scene. We <laughs> haven't know, you been we paying attention? Happened. But they also don't show Cage doing any of the stalking. Like he just shows no. up because he knows where they're going to be, and then he follows them home and kills them. Like it doesn't show him like being any kind of detective yeah, it just or seems trying like to a track bunch of, them down. It's or, just like a bunch of coincidences throughout the movie. Like he just happens to be there. Like the, like after the assault happens, he just happens to be driving by after he ran into her at the bar at the very beginning. Yeah. And then when she's about to kill herself, like he's, he's there to save her. Like he's just always, he's just always happens to be wherever she is <laughs> supposedly by coincidence. Unless right, yeah. he's just following her. Yeah. Cause he's been watching the movies like, Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> so, so I, silly. What did you notice too? That when like he lures the like last brother away there, um, he the, he lures a, the brother gets like a phone call and it's like a woman's voice like being like like aren't you such and such from school like oh haha ha, tee hee come see my daughter like and we like I have information about that woman that you raped <laughs> and like who was that woman because then he just shows up at the hotel room oh and then cage is and then there. cage is there and he kills him was that cage like act, like putting on the voice of a woman there's no way. <laughs> I've completely <laughs> forgotten this. Scene. I don't remember. Because I was like, I was like, wait, who knows about this? Who's in on this with him? Is it her? It didn't sound like her. Is it the mom? Right. I. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is it, it the little girl? It <laughs> could really only be those three people. Those are the only other women besides the uh, the uh, other mom. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, many unanswered questions. I wish it had. Hello. <laughs> Hey, just do Mrs. Doubtfire voice. <laughs> Is um, this the hot young man yeah. who's, who's on trial for that terrible crime? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that like Cage is the reason Cage wanted to do this is because he's basically obsessed with being a superhero and this was a way for him to be like basically the Punisher, <laughs> essentially, right? God, I that's as good a reason as any. But no, because he wanted to, he wants to be the lead. Like this character, his character is not the lead of the movie, right, even though right. it's it's sold like he's the lead. But what drew? And of course they're gonna sell it that way because he's the big name. But like you know, he doesn't. He's not acting like he's the lead. <laughs> like he's not acting at all. That he's not acting. Period. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's present when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this one. This I'm really mystified, honestly. <laughs> like this is the case. This is the case against. Um, like was like Roger Ebert said, like like Cage gives like no matter what role he's given, he gives it his all, and he like takes the ser- the subject matter as as seriously as he can. And this is the case against because he just no. is so. This is the most checked out I've ever seen him in any movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean when who, like when he, Ebert said that, it must have been before <laughs> this era because this, yeah, that had well when I mean, did yeah, when did Ebert die? He died in twenty fourteen. There you okay. go. So, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this is like yeah, yeah, he didn't live long enough to see this era. 
That was yeah. the year of the runner. The year movies died. Yeah, I feel yeah. like from there on out, it's been pretty <laughs> much like pretty much only like every third movie I feel like is one that we can kind of get into, and every yeah, and every other one we've watched for like the last couple years of his career, he's almost a secondary supporting character in some of them. Like it's a real bummer when we start watching a movie, we get like ten or fifteen minutes into it. And Cage is barely in it, if he's even in it yet at all. And then I start to realize, like, oh, this is going to be one of those where he's, like, not the lead in this movie, <laughs> isn't it? Like, there's going to be other other plots revolving around other yeah. people that are not Nick Cage. You know, and it shouldn't feel that way because, like, he, he would be – he's a great character actor if he wants to be. Like, I, I think ideally – he could be cast as a he's at the, he's at a weird intersection between like because he he wants to act like a character actor and like make choices like one, but he also like can obviously be a great lead. So it's like I would love to see him later in his career like taking some roles where he I mean he can still demand a bunch of money he can still show up for like three days, but like just take like a weird side role, right? Like. Wouldn't it be fun? I just feel there's a lot of pressure to always be a hero cop or something. And a lot of these bad movies, like those are the more boring parts to play. Wouldn't it be fun just to see him show? What if he had yeah. played the doctor? Yes. We would oh, no, all what, what remember. If he had, yeah, what if he had played the Don Johnson role? Yeah. Oh, my like, God. That, Don, yeah, and like Don Johnson had played the other role. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, Great. That, that, yeah. that makes more sense. Great. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, you know, that's the only role that was like written to like have like to for there to be any any kind of performance for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This like also it's just like it's Mandy without any <laughs> it's pretty much the same plot as Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's movie. basically Mandy. It's basically yeah. Mandy. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, yeah, Mom and Dad is coming up next and I still haven't seen it, but I've heard that me either. It's like a lot of fun. Yeah. So and then obviously Mandy, Spider-Man, uh Color Out of Space is a good Color Out of yeah. Space. Wait, there's one called the Humanity Bureau. When is that coming up? I don't know Pretty anything soon. about that one. I don't either, but that sounds... Does it have anything to do with the Adjustment Bureau? <laughs> <laughs> I key, it, it looks kind of dystopian. So, Oh, it's a Canadian science fiction thriller. There you go. <laughs> Great. Cool. Yeah. I just feel like... I don't want to jinx it, but it can, it can only get, go up from I here. I mean, honestly, I this, hope... This is probably one of the... This is easily one of the bottom five. Yeah, easily. This is easily one of the bottom five movies that we've ever had to watch for this <laughs> yeah. podcast. What are the, I other, would say, what are the other four? Um, they, it, it, it fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we always have to say... Uh, guarding guarding tests. Tests. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't remember at this point what made us so mad, but um, it, it's, it will forever be one of the worst. Guarding Test, The Runner, I think, is one of the is worst. the sequel to Garden State? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gar- yeah. You go to the Garden State and you meet Garden Tests. Uh, and then also... I don't oh, know. God. I don't know if it's one of the worst five, but one of the hardest ones for me to watch for sure was Trespass. Tre- yeah, Trespass because is one of the bottom. Five. It was like a home. Oh, that's in- not the Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. it's like a home R. invasion R. movie, and it's really it's it's just ugly and and boring and yeah. and annoying and 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 Ben Mendelsohn like screaming just, through a through a, a fucking ski mask for like a the whole lot movie. of. <laughs> but it's like when I first moved to LA, I was interning at a production company, and I sat in on a call with Joel Schumacher, <laughs> and he was talking about that movie, Sick. and he was saying there's like and on the phone I was like yeah, and the last movie I made Trespass is. 
that's the worst movie I've ever made in my entire career. <laughs> I agree. Wow. He <laughs> like, knew. He said, yeah, no, he know, like, but he's like, he's like, he was talking about like, how he makes cast driven movies. And it's like, but the last time I, the last movie I made was Trespass <laughs> and where he tried that and it ended up the worst movie I've ever made. Oh my God. And I think that was his final movie. Yeah. I think he directed another movie yeah. before he died. <laughs> but yeah, like, so like Joel, Joel Schumacher is like self-aware. He knows when he's, he does know when he's made a bad movie. I love that. I'm glad that he knew yeah. how shitty that movie was <laughs> before he died. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple years of his and life. He directed he was... Batman and Robin and still trespasses. Yeah, still <laughs> trespasses <laughs> is the worst. I watched Batman and Robin 10 times before I rewatched Trespass. Absolutely. Um, I, I would have to say uh, Left Behind is probably up there. Yeah. I don't know. G-Force. G-Force. Oh, dude, I forgot all about <laughs> the Astro Boy and G-Force yeah, movies were that. maybe some of the worst. I don't know. It, there's there have been a lot of really 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 bad ones. Uh, Outcast was awful. <laughs> Outcast was rough. Uh, but he he his character was fun in that though. He because yeah. he showed up with like where he his whole thing was he wanted to wear snakes for jewelry. <laughs> so he had live <laughs> snakes on his arms. Like you is, know that's the kind of little thing that is there I, like a part of it that like like was he was he just like kind of self conscious about the subject matter and like trying to sort of like. I, I can't go like full on like full on like crazy cage because like it would like I, undercut the subject matter. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think yeah. he was just like kind of self conscious about that? Yeah. That, like, like so, it's like I can't make this movie too fun because I want this to be like a weighty movie. And again, he's he's not really given anything to do. Yeah. Like he he shows up and he hits his marks and like if if he was given I it's a weird way to put it, but if he was given as much to do as uh, Tina. As her character in the movie, then like at least I think we would have seen some sort of semblance of a character come out. Right, but like there's just uh, like it. Yeah, it seems like what what is it? It's like the the dialogue that everybody is giving to each other is either like you said, it it doesn't it either doesn't relate to anything, or it's just purely like expository. And, and that's it. Like yeah, there's it's an out, no, it's, it's there, just an there, outline. What you remember is just the beats, and then nothing, nothing else. No, but and no, nobody like even the way that they interact doesn't really belie anything deep about their characters at all. Like there's no, there's nothing like there, there's no like beats really that they hit that are like that tell us anything about them. It's just like victim, little girl, cop. You know, like yeah. that's just. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Don't it's, watch it. it. Don't watch it. It's not It's not even so bad it's good. It's just nah. bad, and it's also one of the most harrowing viewing experiences I've ever had to sit through. This movie shoots it like a horror movie. Yeah. Or like, and you can't do that. Like, that. if you're using the language of, like, the, the cinematic language of a horror movie, then you are, you're using that language of exploitation. And, like, you just, like, the way that the little girl is, like, looking, like that we get all this stuff from her POV and she's screaming and we see all the guys and just like it just revels in it in a way that is really irresponsible if you're making a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Like if you're well, but 
but I, I, I think it proves that context is everything yeah. in these kind of situations. And this is a bad, this is bad context all around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they, they succeeded in not making it fun, which is yeah. good, but at the yeah, same they time. See, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say yeah. initially. And then, I, yeah, I was like, I can't even, I can't even give it that. It's like, yeah, just pure failure. Bad movie. <laughs> don't, don't make a movie about a rape if you have nothing to say. I think that's a that's a really good lesson. Yeah, good advice. And especially don't cast Nick Cage in it. Yeah, don't <laughs> do that. And there's nothing in the Constitution about being a vigilante <laughs> cop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really that's what it comes yeah, that's what it comes down lessons. to. We know we now know that. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, uh, I I've pretty there's, much there's there, not even any really like fun. Bits yeah, of, like we, usually. Well, there there is. <laughs> There is one line that I think is really that I literally LOL'd when she said it. <laughs> Let's hear it. When she's in the hospital and uh and they come to like ask her about her mom's in the hospital recovering from the from the attack mm-hmm. and and they come to like they come to meet the daughter. I think Cage comes to meet the daughter and like ask her about the mom and the daughter just goes, "Well, her brain stem is good." <laughs> <laughs> Like and so so like she'll be okay because her brain stem is good. That's beautiful. <laughs> her dreamochrome is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's safe. I want to be able to say that about somebody just in a in a casual context. I took I also took one note of a line that like as at the party scene at the beginning. The, um, the guy there's this like a guy that like talks to the daughter and he goes like get some SpongeBob's loaded on the iPads. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, why? <laughs> oh, because like, oh, because that was the mom's boyfriend, yeah. right? So like, they were gonna, yeah, they were gonna drive home, and then he's like, "Come on, like, let's get in the car. I got some SpongeBob's loaded on the iPad." <laughs> also, also, it was there was a weird situation with with the actress. I know, I know, ninety five percent of the time they cast older, you know, and especially yeah. I think for a movie like this, it probably would be better to cast. A, an older actress because she has to like right pretend that she's yeah. being traumatized um but it was wildly inconsistent depending on the setting and the lighting and the makeup if she looked like she was 12 or she looked like she was 30 right like i don't know if you guys noticed this but like from scene to scene the daughter looked like vastly older in certain scenes and, she, and it was really it like took me out of it she had to she she had to start at uh, as 12 because they say that she's 12 but then there's a scene at the near the end where she is going to drive them in the car so <laughs> yeah, I was right. like so I guess it's been at least three years but yeah she could have been 18 she could I don't know <laughs> at least her brain stem is good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could I could see Abel Girl Breslin reading that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a shame she never got a chance yeah. to. Um, at the at the very last scene, as Cage is like driving the car off into the sunset, uh, he like pulls away from them and like backs out, and then the camera is framed so that it's like basically the back of Cage's head like driving the car, and then he like pulls out and then he and then he looks up. <laughs> to the rear view mirror and he readjusts it so that he catches like the mom and daughter like in the rear view mirror and then he drives away i was like that shy is like you didn't know how else to end the movie and And you're like uh (laughs) he'll always be watching he'll always yeah right like 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 batman but he's also (laughs) putting them in his rear view it's time to move on so like every bullet when he shoots a person they just like everyone they just go flying i yeah (laughs) 
I, I like kind of like a CG effect and they just like just fly away. I really kind of loved the scene where the the first bad brother, he like he like throws that poor guy through the car, his car window. <laughs> and then but and that's like so Baroque and just like, you know, he's just basically like twirling his mustache. I am bad. Yeah. I don't care. There's no rules for me. What is the law going to do? And then like Nick Cage is just like, pow, just like <laughs> shoots him in the head. Like that's kind of fun, but it's still, it's so anticlimactic. Like the, the other two kills were also like, he just kind of like, he just pushes them off the waterfall and it just, you don't even yeah. get to see him flying down it. That's the thing is they weren't even cool kills. It's, it's basically the one guy he pushes, and then I think everyone else is just like one headshot, yeah. right? And then they're yeah. dead. Like it's right. not even like a cool, you know. He like doesn't even sneak up on him in a cool way. I don't know. I, I love this. The the according to Wikipedia, the L.A. Times uh, said the script was melodramatic and ham-handed. The <laughs> the directing was heavy-handed and cliche-ridden. And Nick Cage's performance was quote detached. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what an it. understatement! Yeah, yeah I, I think that that put that defines it perfectly. Sort of sums it up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's a it's a TV movie. It's not a movie. It's a it's a it's just not a movie. Yeah, it's not a movie. It's really. I think it's fine if this movie never existed. I don't like to shoot down people's uh, passion projects like that, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know why this was made. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. This is one of the worst. I, I've decided. I'm like thinking back to other ones, not to keep doing this, but Snow, I hated Snowden. Yeah. It was better still, than this. Still better than this. USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. At least that had sharks in it. That had CGI sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the ghost. That, that had ghosts in yeah, it. Yeah. That, that had CGI ghosts. <laughs> this Outcast one, I'm not even sure. Snakes. <laughs> I'm not even sure. This one just had, had a dead CGI cat. CGI in it. <laughs> Season of the Witch. At least there was a CGI witch. There was a witch. <laughs> There's but, nothing in this one. <laughs> Frozen Ground. That had a real moose. In it. <laughs> Joe had a snake. Uh, the Croods had CGI everything. This had a Hulk. Come on. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Oh. Can we talk about that? <laughs> that yeah, that's the last piece. Okay. That's the, the last thing that we need to say. Jake, will you describe it? He's like looking stoically into This is the moment. This is the moment when he decides to be vigilante. Yeah, like he looks stoically and then the camera just pans up and a hawk just flies by and goes, (laughs) (laughs) It's like we have to like, we had to see the hawk. It's so dope because you- Super important, the CGI hawk. You hear- you hear it to the like stock sound effect while he's looking out and they bury it in the, under the waterfall sound. It's like, and I was like, I was like, they're almost like embarrassed by that, <laughs> but they they can't help themselves. <laughs> Good God! Those that great visual storytelling, yeah, really, yeah. really. Can great. can I see a supercut of every yeah. time someone is up at a high place in a movie, like thinking being intense, and we hear a hawk make a sound? <laughs> uh, you could probably get like at least an hour's worth of footage out of that, Easily. right? Easily. Yeah, unfortunately, that little scene, I hesitate to call either of them scenes because they last like 15 (laughs) seconds. But that one and the one of him in the courtroom are like the two best scenes in the movie. And it's just like a couple (laughs) seconds of Cage being alone. Just emoting. Just (laughs) emoting by himself in an environment. 
while the camera does like a ridiculous movement that is not warranted by anything happening in the frame. Like that's the other thing is the camera movement in those scenes is like the pans are so intense. It comes from like all the way around. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just standing there. It's called not- directing sweaty. <laughs> that's something that's been like, he, he thinks this is filmmaking with a capital F. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, right. Make the Fully. camera do stuff and it will make Fully. anything that's happening on screen more interesting. Yeah. Ah! But it's still, <laughs> it's still just Nicolas Cage doing nothing. And <laughs> not- <laughs> I feel like to the distance. Yeah, I feel like they were really capitalizing on the fact that Nicolas Cage doing nothing would sell, and I th- and this is one of the few times where it doesn't actually sell anything. No, you don't. You don't want to buy what it's selling at all. I mean, I've said already. He's not the. He's not the star of this movie. No. <laughs> as much as it's sold, like he's the star. <laughs> he's the supporting character. Is a bad lieutenant. I guess is the closest that Nick Cage has ever had to being like just true, like vigilante, like kind of cop type guy. But like, I guess I'm thinking of something in like the death wish mold, like Liam Neeson's like late career, you know, like something like taken or something. I don't like we we had stolen, (laughs) which was, was literally Nick Cage's taken. But I, I have not heard of this movie. <laughs> that, that one's worth watching, honestly. That, that one's kind of fun. Um, but like, listen, listen, it's not taken. No. What if <laughs> someone was stolen? Maybe just because I like the death, death wish kind of thing. Like, I kind of wish that Nick Cage could get like a really good, like Baroque, just straight up revenge thriller. Yeah, like a re- like a revenge movie. I, I again, like those movies are like basically like uh violence porn for like uh weird like gun obsessed guys and like stepdads and stuff yeah he's gonna get he's gonna get his um his gran torino or his harry brown eventually when he's yes. an old man you that's just like you want. know that's what you know that's gonna i happen. want it. In 20 years he will have his old man with a gun Get off my property, you yeah. stupid kids! I, I, it's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible. It's I don't want to be good, I, but, I, but I'm he's, ready. He's 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 ready. He's going to age into that role. Yeah, because like <laughs> he's going to age into it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting. He's like he's got those scripts ready. He's gonna just like this is mine. Twenty years, I'm doing this. And you know what? Take just take the sexual assault out of it. You don't need it. Just just have him going around blasting people. That's all we want. Yeah. It's really all we want. Yeah. Um, Jake, uh, we ask every guest this before we let them go. What would you say are your top three favorite cage roles? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. Um, what, when I say this, though, it's going to sound very... I don't know. It's probably going to be obvious choices, though. No, it, it always that, is, like, but it's, it's not... I mean, because there's some tall trees that you have to... Yeah, like... Raising Arizona is obviously in there. Yeah. Like, it's just perfect. It's just like him just doing exact, like his, his energy is there, but it's like reined in and it's like, and, it, and he's playing like a great character. But also, um, I don't know, I, as much of a bummer as the movie is, like leaving Las Vegas, it's just, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Per, it's perfect. Like it's, cause yeah. he has that kind of like, there is like humor into like that manic cage energy that like, that's, perfectly done yeah but there's all this sadness underneath it which he's he's really good at doing like hangdog sad shit too and and the way that it does both of those like it's a great performance um then i feel like i've got my third one has to be a left field choice (laughs) yeah well um yeah what's give us specifically like an underrated one yeah 
It's like a lot of folks say face off and, uh, you know, there's face off. Okay. I, I, I do have a hot take about face off. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, I prefer Cage being like Cage doing Travolta is not as fun to me as 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 Cage just being Cage. Like that's like he. he, Oh, I agree. It's more fun watching Travolta being Cage than Cage being Travolta. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The scenes with Cage being Cage in that movie are my favorite. Yeah, it's like it's great seeing like Travolta try and like adopt the cage mannerisms right. like that makes it so that that is what's like really fun about face off more than cage being travolta you kind of just like it is interesting that they're not switched though that yeah that, um because being, they should, yeah they should have started with like travolta being the crazy one and right then, and then cage like becomes Just, that afterwards yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be that movie would be so interesting if the two characters were switched at the beginning yeah right, and then they switch right. back to the yeah. other characters uh, okay uh, my third choice and it is a recent one because I, I don't know. I watched it recently, and I just like, uh, and it is just the most purely Cage as <laughs> making choices and just doing. <laughs> just the script is already insane, but then he takes he takes it up a notch even beyond that. Is Color Out of Space? I just like love oh, that hey, performance. Nice. Okay, so Wait, much. Miles, that you movie saw it, right? Is, no, I haven't seen. Okay, it yet. yeah, no, no, okay. No. Color Out of Space is just the most fun okay <laughs> dude, I can't wait. it is un- <laughs> it is truly unhinged hell yeah dude That's- and the, and fun in every in every way and that like uh, yeah Be, look look forward to color out of space because it is so much fun it's the first time that somebody has uh said one of the movies that we like haven't done haven't yeah haven't seen, seen yet yeah, yeah. And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's interesting. Like, I watched, uh, like, right before um, lockdown started, like, one of the last movies I saw was Wild at Heart at the New Beverly. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's like, it is top tier Cage, but like low tier Lynch. Oh, I 100% disagree. I disagree. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Disagree. It's maybe my favorite Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> like the it, one that I'll, I'll, maybe after Blue Velvet that I, I would rewatch uh, the most. Maybe above Blue Velvet. It's it's so good. It's like it's really upsetting though. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm really I'm upset by a lot of things in Wild at Heart. Like maybe it's one of my favorite uh Defoe cameos. Oh my I yeah, think God. Defoe is so good. His performance in that movie is insane. Yeah. Yeah. What it's like um, it's best it's best Crispin Glover. That's the thing, it's like it's a lot of like moments of like really fun. Like I mean, you remember just like like odd performances of the, like, in that movie, but right. like when you try and like think about like the movie as a whole, you kind of like it's like oh, what, what did I do? I just watched like a bunch of little like bits like kind of <laughs> like yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, I disagree, but I I respect your opinion. <laughs> I that's it's I think it's the most fun Lynch movie probably. Um, one thing, I, okay. One one other thing I will say: I spent an entire year studying war movies. Oh. At um in high in high school in A levels in England as we call it um and the first movie that we were shown as an example of the most bog standard the most like cliched written the most sort of like every trope in the book war movie was Wind Talkers ah, I knew it yeah. I yeah. knew it <laughs> that movie and, blows yeah God, that's a really it is bad terrible one. but it has and it but it is I understand why they showed us that movie because it is. Literally, like it's it's got literally every war movie cliche yeah. possible so in that cool. movie. So like we were like we studied that Nick Cage and like, the thing like I can't that, that that's very, also very checked out. Like 
can't yeah. remember anything about his performance in that movie. Which but is, is weird because that's a it, that's a John Woo film too. Yeah, and and an, yeah, yeah, and is. an interesting story like. Like it could, it's interesting source material, but yeah, the, it was <laughs> sucks. I, when when we did that episode, remember we we researched and we found out that it was like like one of the most inaccurate. It was it was rated one of the most inaccurate <laughs> war movies like ever made. <laughs> Which is so funny that they like took all the like specificity out of this very specific thing that they're talking about and replaced it with every war movie cliche, apparently. <laughs> oh, that rules. Oh, man. All right. Should Is we wrap it? it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, I forget. It's been a minute since we've done this. I forget how we wrap it up. I, I, I mean, know. follow us, do that, do that. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. You follow Talk us on us uh, the Apple podcast app. Uh, we're also on like Spotify. Us, love now. us. That's uh, cool. We um, we're on Instagram at Heat Seeking Panther. Email us heatseekingpanther at gmail.com if yeah. you fucking want to, but we don't ever check our email. What's a, what's our name set as, as in the email again? Oh, what was the name? Uh, it was um, Cage's name in uh, Kiss of Death. Y- yeah, um, <laughs> Little Junior Brown. <laughs> right? Was that it? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jake Robinson, thank you for being here yeah, uh, again. I'm sorry, we'll have to get you back on a on a real episode <laughs> yeah, at some point. About a movie. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to plug, or are you online um, anywhere? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at um, the British Jake. Um, also, um, follow um, at Racer Trash on Twitter for the um, video edit the the editing the radical editing collective that I am in where we do vaporwave re-edits of Ooh. movies. They're great. I've yeah. I've watched a handful of them. You do a uh, Speed Racer. Yeah, we did Speed Racer. Oh my yeah, we, god, we, I we, love Speed Racer. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, they okay, did so a, we have, we've done seven movies as of now. We've done um Speed Racer, Heat, Independence Day, Yo. um Super Mario Brothers, Romeo and Juliet and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and Alien. That's so sick. <laughs> we do, I would we do, watch we do, any yeah, of those. We do feature length re-edits of movies with twenty, probably about twenty editors per movie doing uh, what we call segs. So cool. we, uh, we like so it's twenty people re doing re-editing a movie, That's and each awesome. person with a different section of the movie, and they do whatever. They, people can do whatever they want with their section. They're funny. They're they, they're some of them are vibey. I want to watch Heat. I just watched that for the first time. That movie's insane. I still, I still, even though I did a segment of Heat, I still haven't seen the real Heat all the way through. (laughs) That's just kind of the way it is with some of the movies. It's maybe you don't have to see the movie to to re-edit them. Um, Yeah, I mean, we don't need to. We we probably have talked for too long anyway. But I was. I, the, first, the last time I saw it, I was in high school and I thought it was confusing and boring. And uh, <laughs> and now as an adult, I can confirm what every other red-blooded American knows, which is that <laughs> it's fucking rules. <laughs> is that Heat is a modern masterpiece. Yeah, it's great. I think, yeah, Heat.Wave is a modern masterpiece. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Jake, you got to do a panther oh roar. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, wait. Let's, oh, it, my God. Let's hear, let's hear your best panther roar. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretend you're a baby panther, and I want to hear um, how does, you would roar. What does the like the play? The, what does the panther sound like? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>